0: Hello and welcome in to another episode of the Esports Network podcast, presented, of course, by Esports Network. I'm your host, Mitch Reams, and today I'm joined by Ben Fishtakes goldhaber He was a longtime employee of Justin TV and then Twitch TV, then went on to found Juked, which is a new company that we will be talking about mostly today. So Ben, thank you for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you about Juked. I've been using the site uh, since you launched uh, a little while ago and it's a really cool site so there's a lot of things to talk about but first you know let's start broad for somebody who isn't familiar with juke.gg why should they type it into their
1: browser right now as they listen to us talk well if you're listening to this podcast uh, I'm assuming that you're probably a pretty hardcore fan of esports and maybe potentially you watch several different titles Uh, generally if you if you're going to be going to a website like eSports Network or whatever, I assume that's kind of your persona. Um, So we really built Juked for you because uh, as eSports fans ourselves, we were super frustrated by how difficult it has become to stay on top of all of the top tournaments um, from the games that you care about. Um, Even if you're like myself, and you've been in esports for a decade and you really follow every single big match and tournament uh, across multiple different titles, it's seriously a pain to know when the tournaments are happening, what channel they're on, finding VODs is super difficult, uh, setting reminders for when things go live. Uh, And then, of course, when you're watching a tournament on, let's say, Twitch or YouTube, you will have no idea to the context for the tournament. So um, things like, Who's playing in the tournament? Where do you find the brackets? Where do you find the standings? Where do you find the schedules? Am I watching the semifinals or a group stage match? These are not questions that you can easily answer today uh, when you're watching on Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, etc. So uh, essentially what we're doing is we're aggregating every single esports tournament from the top 20 titles into one destination. So you can both go watch every single tournament in one place and then also get all of that data context behind the tournament uh, in one place for the very first time. That's so
0: important. And this was something that I think every esports fan has dealt with, especially as I turned being an esports fan into writing about esports. Suddenly, I couldn't just know about the three games that I'd been following and was really deep into. I needed to learn about, you know, I had to know about Dota as the international approach or CSGO, which is, or Call of Duty. And so trying to figure out all these different ecosystems, it was a really tough challenge getting into this. And then all those extra details that go into it. I found myself lost a lot. And you put it up in the back screen. You're like, okay, I didn't follow this. But you're like, what is this group stage? Is this semifinals? Everything has different formats too. Do they do, they do a round robin? Is it best of five? Is it one best of one? So esports being such a different, wide ranging industry means that There's so many different details that come down to each individual scene. That especially if you want to write about it or cover it, you need to know all those details so you don't look Mm -hmm. like an idiot when your article comes out.
1: Yeah, and and, um, you know I think, like I'll I'll be super transparent. I think if all you care about is one esports title, um, there are solutions. You know, it's not like there aren't solutions. Esports esports has been growing really quickly for. Every year for the last decade, um, obviously, there are ways of finding esports streams and finding the brackets, finding the standings. Um, but if you start to watch two or three esports titles, um, and, and maybe maybe you watch two or three esports titles kind of closely or religiously, and you you never want to miss a single game from Overwatch League or whatever it is. Um, but you also tangentially you want to know about the big Smash Bros tournaments. You want to want you want to know when there's a Rocket League major, um, or or um, maybe maybe it's also a situation where you don't necessarily know what's happening in a weekend, and you just want to find out all of the biggest events. Um, I think that's when Juked becomes really really interesting because we're we're to the point now where every single week there are literally. and and I'm using the word literally appropriately here. There are literally dozens of esports events happening um, every week. Um, Even during the off season, I would consider us kind of in the off season already. Uh, The rest of the year is a little bit more quiet. Um, Even in this off season, we had 17 live matches at one single time on juked over this last weekend. Um, And that's kind of, that's normal. That's, that's average. That's, that's your new average weekend. So, um, you know, whether it's just a handful of games that you want to follow religiously or you just want to generally know what's happening across esports, hopefully we're solving that use case for you. That's that's our goal.
0: Yeah, I think that's a, a really good goal. And you mentioned that you have the top 20 esports on the site right now. What was your criteria for choosing which 20 esports to cover? Because even though that sounds like an absurdly high number, they're are some other esports that aren't on there that probably could have been so how did you choose those 20
1: oh it's 100 percent personal biases i mean <laughs> um <laughs> i love I, you know viewership of course matters but i have incredibly strong western biases so i'm ma- mainly going off what i'm seeing uh, in terms of live concurrent viewers on twitch and youtube um so uh, so when i'm talking about my western biases like yeah, we're we're supporting, uh, we're supporting League, Dota, CS, Overwatch, uh, Rocket League, Rainbow Six, Smash Bros, Call of Duty, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're support, supporting the fighting games, Hearthstone, card games, Magic the Gathering, uh, Quake Champions. I'm I'm a Quake guy. I love Quake. I've always loved Quake. Only two thousand people watch Quake Pro League every week, but um, we're gonna have that on Juked, uh. But, you know, we we know we have some blind spots for sure, specifically with games that are extremely popular out in um, Southeast Asia and China, um, you know, games like PUBG Mobile is uh, apparently it's the biggest game in in India, uh, you know, the second biggest country in the world. And it's huge in China as well. Like it, we should be supporting public, PUBG more, Mobile probably better than we are today. So um, our own biases seep in a bit. Um, and, you know, I think that's natural. We're both, both my co-founder and I are uh, in America and we're, we're going to have that Western bias. And uh, we're also starting with English. Uh, but as we grow and as we, uh, yeah. if we try to become a more global platform, of course, we want to have First Attack, which is like the biggest biggest game in Brazil. Of course, we want to have PUBG Mobile. Of course, we want to have Arena of Valor and, uh, and these games that are bigger in, in these other countries. But uh, we're, we're not quite there yet.
0: So it sounds like a lot of mobile titles. PUBG Mobile is what uh,
1: we're missing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Clash. That's the that's sort of the big omission of the twenty titles you have uh in the in the platform. And so that is there unique challenges that go in with supporting mobile titles versus the PC and console titles that are on the site now? Or is that just a, a matter of just not having the bandwidth to start with them on launch?
1: It's a it's a bandwidth and just a personal understanding thing. Um I've got this master calendar of esports events that I've been building even before we were working on juke. It's just been, I just been it's something I curate naturally. Um, and I'm just not going to naturally come across these events, uh, as, as frequently. Uh, so it, it's eventually we'll probably have to, uh, either. So one, one thing we've done to support the fighting game community as best as we possibly can, uh, And this is a community that doesn't have any good central resources for schedules and anything like that. So we actually found this guy. He goes by Ace King Offsuit on Twitter. Um, He is the god of fighting game schedules and calendars. Uh, Before we had started working with him for, for years now, he's been posting schedules on his Twitter. So his Twitter was the best resource for following fighting games. So we actually brought him onto the team and said, um, you know, help us put the stuff on Juked uh, and let's work together in that capacity. And since then, we've been supporting not just um, your big Capcom Pro Tour tournaments over the weekends, Tekken World Tour, Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, Mortal Kombat, but we've actually been supporting Soul Calibur and um, anime fighting games and we've also been having the weekly tournaments on Juked. So uh, I would imagine as we grow into new games that are not our personal fortes, we will likely work with community members in a similar capacity to support those games.
0: That's the best way to do it. It's funny you mentioned Ace King Offsuit. I followed him for a while because of that exact reason of his his release of schedules. And also his name is a poker reference, and I'm just way too addicted <laughs> yeah. to Texas Hold'em. So I was like, oh, this is an easy follow in my book. So it's funny you, you mentioned his name. I, I recognize that immediately. Uh, I think going to community members is the best option because that is how eSports tournament organizing and information gets spread. It's, it's through subreddits to different games. It's through these community websites like uh, CloudFuel, I guess, for, for Rocket League and some other different things, Leaguepedia. So getting to the actual community members who are driving these eSports events now will allow you to have the most comprehensive understanding of the scene as a whole so that when somebody comes to it... Because basically, the, the value you need to provide is you can come to Juked and they'll provide the same things that a community website dedicated to that game will, or at least something very similar uh, as well as a bunch of other esports at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be organic. Uh, So that's, that was, was, that's really important to us is um, we want to, we want to lower the barrier to entry to enjoying any esport. Um, And it was always important to us from the very beginning that we're not just another site that's supporting the top five or top ten games. We we always wanted to support that long tail, and uh, I think working with community members is a, is a great way to do that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So when you look at some of those those outside games, I love that you had Quake on there. It feels like such a nod to the the old school esports community. Uh, you know, you have people like Slasher who still has his profile photo as the as the Quake logo, and it's that's just a game that's just been around for so long, and it's remembered so fondly to people who have been in esports for over a decade, like you have.
1: Yeah, um, it really bums me out that more people aren't watching it. Um, in our in brutal. our in the, in the Juked Discord server, we just started a new channel for um, for posting highlights, like gameplay highlights. And uh, someone posted posted like five quake clips in a row that are all from the last two weeks. And they were all so sick. Um, it's just uh, in eSports, if your game isn't popular and there aren't a lot of people playing it, you're just not. doesn't matter how good the game is as an eSport. You're probably not going to have that much interest, which which really sucks. Uh, I would really, really love nothing more than to see Quake uh, as a top eSport again. I'm crossing my fingers.
0: I think it's possible possibly i mean it has it has a history like you said those those awesome clips are out there and we've seen games go through resurgences and popularity where it looked like they were going to fade away into obscurity and then it they came back now quake's been down for a while but they could still come back i think it's possible let's hope when you also look at some of the other that list of titles is it going to be pretty fluid like a lot of people are predicting a resurgence of Halo esports coming up uh, with new projects coming out of Microsoft. Do you think that the the list is going to change? Are you going to add names? And is that going to knock something else off? Like, do you want to keep it at 20? Or do you have plans to expand it and just keep expanding the roster of uh, available titles?
1: Well, there's a big difference between um, adding a game to our top bar and having full support for every single major event there. And being able to opportunistically aggregate events that we just see happening. And we've we've already been doing this. So um, if you've been using Juke for the last couple of weeks, you may have seen things like the chess uh, world championship. You may have seen things like, as whimsical and hilarious as it is, we had the uh, Big Buck Hunter HD world championships on Juke. That's esports. I mean, it, it, this only happens once a year, so we're not going to have a Big Buck HD uh, thing on our top bar, but we are going to support that event. Um, so, yes, I would say um, we're already extremely fluid in what we support. Um, you know, we don't have Pokemon up there, but we had we had the Pokemon uh, um, international tournament going on from, I think, Brazil this last weekend. So we're already actually supporting even more than those twenty twenty two titles that we have on the top bar and, and we'll continue to do that as well.
0: Can I get some support for the Farming Simulator League?
1: Absolutely uh are you kidding me of course i i, I, want, I that needs to be <laughs> that, that needs to be on juked i need to get their schedule actually that's, that's a good reminder i
0: have uh, i've struggled to find it which is why i was hoping that you'd you get support i did a podcast maybe four or five months ago called what the hell is the farming simulator league and it's actually one of our <laughs> uh, all-time most popular podcasts and it's just me and my my friend being like, what is this watching VODs of it? <laughs> like, wait, how? try to figure out how the game actually works. And we we left as fans of the Farming Simulator League. So I'm looking for more support, more mainstream support of, of the
1: FSL. Yeah, we we want everything like that.
0: It brings up a good question. You mentioned talking to community members and finding these schedules. Juke's goal is to solve the issue of this data being really hard to find. So how do you find it all? Where are you looking to get all this data to bring it onto Juked?
1: Juke? Um, so we have a variety of methods. And I think this is a bit of our um, our, our secret sauce is, is that we have the knowledge and connections that allow us to do this. So we're working, first and foremost, we're working directly with esports publishers and developers, tournament organizers, to get uh, content directly from them. So Um, You know, we've got relationships with EA's to make sure that we're supporting Apex Legends when when uh, the leagues and and tournaments really start to pick up there Uh, that we're supporting FIFA. You know, we've got relationships with Ubisoft to make sure that we're supporting Rainbow Six. Uh, We've got relationships with all the major fighting game publishers. Um, I think that's that's one way. Another way is, like we mentioned earlier, bringing on community members and giving them direct access to the juked back end so that they can add events. Um, And then the last way is actually there's a number of APIs out there. So there are some APIs which already do an awesome job of aggregating most of the information you need about the top esports titles. Uh, But I I do put the word top is kind of important there because um, there's one API that we're working with that supports 12 esports titles very well. Um, but that's not enough for us. So we need to support many, many more. So we are working with some APIs that that uh, sell this data as well. So it's kind of a combination of many things.
0: And you really provide a lot of value to those esports that aren't in that top, you know, five to, to 10 esports, because if you need League of Legends info, you could find that in 12 different places. Overwatch has pretty consistent schedules, same with Call of Duty. So it's the game's, that you mentioned down in the like a lot of the fighting games that make that a real challenge so that's where you can provide a lot of value is if you're a fan of something like smite or or a game like quake where it's hard to find the individual info and you're really deep into it that's a that provides a lot of value to people uh, especially different than the top esports
1: and it's going to get buried on Twitch. If you don't have a hundred thousand right. viewers, you're just not going to see it. Um, unless, unless you know it's happening, you go to the game directory, you search and you search, you're not going to even see it. Um, so yeah. And I, I think, yes, there are good solutions for most of these game for most of these top games. Um, but I, like, I don't like to, I'm going to say something sounding somewhat negative and I don't like to do that, but some of these websites actually kind of suck. Like you'd think league of legends out of everyone would have the best possible website ever. And lolly sports is pretty good for some things, but it's also kind of confusing for some other things. Like if you go to the calendar on lolly even during worlds, there was nothing that said this matches the, the Grand. Literally you go to their schedule and it doesn't even say this is the grand finals. It just said G2 versus fun plus Phoenix on their schedule. Like, um little things like that. You're right. Yeah, um, There's no bracket.
0: There it yeah, was no, hard to Yeah, I was, the, I was dealing yeah. with it during groups and being like, wait, who's played who? Which which uh because it you know they these different groups would play on different days and you just see the schedule. And so actually trying to figure out, okay, this is their record, this is how many games they have left to play, here's who they play, and then you have all the different toggles for the different divisions, it was pretty confusing. And I'm somebody who covers esports, so I can only imagine what a casual Fan going onto that site is like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. So, what lessons are you taking from websites like that? You don't want to be the, you don't want to be confusing. So, how are you simplifying this and bringing this info that matters front and center?
1: Um, I mean, I'll give give all the credit in the world to my co founder Chris, who has um, over a decade of product and engineering experience. Uh, I think the UI is probably the most important thing for us to nail. Um, it needs to be easy to use. It needs to be, uh, easy to understand. Otherwise we're no, we're not really adding any value if, if it's, uh, super confusing. Um, so, you know, we've already got a lot on the site. It's almost already getting more confusing and intimidating than I'd like. But, um, I do think that, you know, it's, we're kind of best in class in some areas, especially when it comes to our calendar, which you can sort by your favorite game and select multiple games. You can search through it to find exactly the tournament you're looking for. I think our VOD discovery features is best in best in class in esports. So you can go to our VODs page and filter by game, search for your favorite teams, uh, for, for search for the tournaments. Um, so I, it's just a matter of streamlining streamlining things as much as we possibly can. To make it so anyone, whether you're a super hardcore eSports fan and you want to dig into the details and you know exactly what you're looking for, all the way to somebody that's kind of newer to eSports and just wants to see what's happening across the ecosystem, we want to solve for both of those, those use cases. And we're not totally there yet, to be frank. Um, like we, we have a lot in the pipeline that I think is going to make it easier to understand like what actually matters across eSports and what you should care about, too. Um, we're sort of doing this with our newsletter. Um, you know, every week, every Thursday, we're sending a newsletter. That's like, here are the top five to 8 esports events. You should watch each weekend and why, um, we don't have that on the the website yet. So, uh, you know, we we have a ways to go.
0: Definitely. I'm happy to put a link down so you can sign up to that newsletter in the bio to this podcast. So if you're interested in getting that helpful dose of what events to watch each weekend, sign up for that newsletter you mentioned Chris, your co-founder, and I want to talk a little bit about the team you have set up. Obviously, you're the co-founder and the CEO of Juked, but a website's only as good as the people around you. So who else do you have? What's Chris's background? I know he worked on Hearth Arena for a while, which is near and dear to the hearts of every Hearthstone player. And what, who else do you have working on this to help make this project a success?
1: Uh, my co-founder, Chris, is head of product. Uh and yeah, he's he's got 15 years of product and engineering. He worked at Hearthsim, um HS Replays, which if you're anyone, if you've ever played Hearthstone, you've used their products. Um he's built his own products and companies from the ground up. He's worked on mobile dev. dev. Um we also have our VP of engineering, and Ty, who we just hired uh two months ago. He was actually our first uh hire beyond the co founders, which was really exciting. And then we've actually, we've got a small army of contractors at this point. Uh, We've got uh, a great UI UX contractor. We're contracting out um, quite a bit of the development as well. Um, Dellin is building the product, but we've also contracted out work to move even quicker. Uh, And then we also have some awesome folks who are helping us on the community front, building out our Discord, making that awesome, and building out our social media graphics, making that awesome. Uh so yeah it's it, that's pretty much the team it's the three of us plus a whole bunch of people who are contributing in a lot of different ways
0: Definitely it's great to have the the core there and then have people who you can bring in as the project grows and as you need more and more things So as you've just launched very recently one question I love to ask to people who have something new is what was a challenge that came up right in the run up to launch cuz nothing's ever Launched perfectly smoothly. So, what was something that came up in the maybe month or a couple weeks before the website launched uh, that was a big challenge that you didn't uh, foresee, and then how did you overcome it?
1: Hmm. I mean, we're we're start we're we're creating a startup from the ground up. I think there's not one thing that I can point to to say like this is the one challenge we've had. Um, <laughs> it's really been. Um, because we're super passionate about this idea and we truly with our hearts believe that there's a need for this product and that the esports community is going to benefit greatly from using this product. That's a, there's a big difference between that and creating a, a sustainable business that venture capitalists and investors are willing to back and support. Um, so I think the the biggest challenge has been uh, not just like, cause I mean, if you've, if, most people in esports that I know have done community projects. And that's actually most people I know in esports started their career in esports by doing some community project, building it from the ground up, making it successful, and then that leading to a career. That's how I started my career in esports. But this is much more than a community project. This is uh, something that we're raising investment capital for. We put a significant amount of our own money into building this. Um, the first couple of months we were bootstrapping. Um, and building it into a sustainable business is, is going to be the big challenge for us. Um, you know, I think we knew that there, there would be a lot of challenges in terms of just getting all of the data that we needed to power this thing. But that was something that we, um, we have unique experience in. We have the ability to execute on. Uh, I think the, the other aspects of, uh, of launching a startup – are areas that we have less experience in. So really, I think those are the biggest challenges, the day-to-day operations uh, and and building a business plan, making it bulletproof. Uh, What's our defensibility? What's our business model? Um, those Those are the bigger challenges for us.
0: What are some possible revenue streams that come from Juked in the future? Can you see some different ways you can associate with brands that will be mutually beneficial to Juked and to the brand?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we will have a captive audience of hardcore esports fans, which um, esports fans tend to be more educated, more wealthy than your average internet users. So it's, it's a valuable group. Uh, we're actually most excited about building out premium features uh, and on top of what we've built today. So everything that we built today and actually much more is going to be free to use, but we'll probably uh, end up going the freemium route where... Um, we'll build additional products and features that will be small, five dollars a month or something like that. I know people have already have a lot of subscriptions out there. Disney Plus just came out, but uh, we think it's reasonable that um, even just a small percentage of our users will be super excited about the products that we're creating uh, and willing to pay that. Um, you know, that's that's really what we're most excited about. We're also obviously looking at advertising sponsorships. We will create some of our own original content in the future, which of course could have its own sponsors. Um, So we're already doing our newsletter, but we're planning to do a podcast in the future, and uh, and eventually maybe we'll have a lot more content as well. So I think between advertising sponsorships, original content, and the premium subscription, I think we have a well-rounded business. Um, You know, I think tournament providers will be able to pay for you know promotion and banners around Juked as well to promote their events on Juked, which I think could be an interesting model for us. Um, but those are the main areas that we're looking at.
0: Yeah, that, that's a really nice option is to have somebody who has a an eSport that could be, say, your Gears and you want to promote on the Rainbow Six and Call of Duty pages. You might be able to draw people away. Be like, hey, check out our eSport while you're <laughs> watching your fan of this eSport. There's this other one that's somewhat similar Yeah, we have this event going on. Check us out after you're done watching whatever event you're watching right now.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be banners like on the front page. I don't think we're going to uh, advertise on the match page. And also, we're never going to sacrifice our editorial integrity. We're never going to actually put a random ass new indie game that's trying to be esports. We're never going to put their $100 tournament over, you know, anything major. So, you know, there has to be editorial integrity, but there is real estate still to do this.
0: Definitely. So the last thing I actually wanted to ask you about, uh, back in July, you released sort of a mission statement on Medium, which is called What is Juked Anyway? And I'll link that below for people who want It's just a, you know, you've probably covered a lot of the different things in there. But if you want to check it out, this is what Juked is from Ben's perspective, But in there, you mentioned one one sentence caught my eye. And it's ways to engage with esports content and support for talk shows and podcasts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's obviously caught my eye for a reason. And I'm curious if anything's evolved since July. You sort of leave that on a, uh, you know, we'll have more details on this soon. So I'm curious, do you have any more details on that?
1: Yeah, we want to do a podcast directory for sure. Um, There's quite a few talk shows and podcasts out there. And in the spirit of being the central destination for everything esports entertainment, I think that fits. So um, it's definitely part of the plan. We have we have UI mockups for it. Uh, it's just a matter of prioritization, uh, which is uh, I think another challenge that uh, someone who's like me, who's not really product background, I've I've had to learn the hard way. Is like your backlog of products is going to grow way faster than you're going to be able to chip away at it. So that's been a uh, Uh, Yeah. So it's definitely part of the plan. Um, We want to do podcasts, talk shows. We want to aggregate all of that content. In fact, we have just started doing that this week. Um, Yesterday, the ESPN Esports League of Legends free agency show we featured on Juked. Now that's a little bit easier for us to do because it's a live stream on Twitch, which we already have the functionality to aggregate, um, whereas podcasts would be something brand new. But we've already begun to aggregate this type of content.
0: It's cool. That free agency show was something special. I hadn't seen great, really anything yeah. quite like that. It was awesome to see ESPN do it in that way. It was uh, it was prime time TV for esports. It felt like it felt like a, like NBA free agency or NFL free agency where things are just going crazy and trades and moves are happening. Uh, Jacob Wolf becomes w- just Wolf bombing everything. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, it was great. I loved it. They really hyped that show up too got to give it to got to give it to them they were posting memes like every hour for like four days leading up to it so it was a good yeah good with, uh, with awesome kind of coming,
0: when he was throwing uh, actual bombs at darren just bounced off his head i was laughing yeah,
1: that's good
0: um okay so that was everything i really wanted to talk to you about ben was there anything else you wanted to say about juked about its founding about where you hope to go from here
1: Sure. I mean, Mitch, I appreciate you inviting me on the show to talk about the product. Hopefully I didn't bore all of your listeners too much. Um, But I think, you know, again, if you're listening to this podcast, I do think Juke might be something you're really interested. You might be really interested in. Um, You know, it's it's something that we're creating with the goal of improving this industry and adding more viewership, more interest, more hype. Um, We want to make it easier to be an esports fan, both so that new people can find a way into the industry and also so that existing fans can broaden their um, interests, um, watch new esports titles that they might not have watched otherwise. So this is, these are the types of things that drive us. Um, and if that sounds up your alley, you know, we'd really love for you to check out juke.gg. We're just in open beta for two weeks now and create an account we're uh, we're actually building user preferences this week expecting that to be done over the next week or two so there's going to be a big a lot more reasons to uh, to create that account really soon um, so go ahead create an account you can set reminders for your favorite matches tune into everything live find vods uh create calendar uh, subscribe to our newsletter when you do sign up to the, to the account uh, to make an account and that's, that's pretty much all we could ever ask for. I'd, I'd love for you to check it out. Um, and you can always give us feedback. I'm fish on Twitter. I try to respond to every single message that I get. And you can also pop into our discord discord.gg slash juked. And there, there you go. That's all of the shilling I could possibly think of Mitch. Um, but I uh, do appreciate you having me on.
0: Hey, you got to do the shilling, especially when you're two weeks into an open beta. It's shilling okay. time for sure. So, thanks for coming on, Ben. I really appreciate the conversation. Uh, This was the Esports Network podcast. I'm at Dreams. Thank you all for listening.